So if you're listening to us and that's all you're doing is just listening to us and you're not actually practicing what we're trying to preach, then go do it. <laughs> Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and You. We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and You, we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and You, doing the compound effect by... Darren Hardy. <laughs> well, that's a good place to start. You guys haven't personally read the book yet, have you? Nope. No. no I've yet. heard of that book, though. Have we talked about that book before? Because I've, I've definitely I've heard about the book it. before. It's one that I like. Yeah, he's mentioned it. It's one of the first books I read by myself that made me want to continue to research more. <laughs> we're doing the audio book this time. Well, we're getting the book, but it's in the library, so we have to wait a couple of days until they get it from the other. But yeah, it's cool because brain. it's actually him reading it. So there's a lot of passion and joy, and you can like hear it in the words. and He motivates you, I guess. That's way to put it. Audible? Yeah, and he's super successful. How do you buy Audible? I don't know any. Yeah, I didn't know much about him before. but I don't know anything. I just, I wrote down a couple notes saying that he talks about himself and how he, what he learned, he learned from his father. And um, I know that he already has all of his finances, like, well in a row. Is he older now? Or, like, or was he young when he wrote the book? I'm not really sure when he wrote the book, but he was ready since a child he actually uh started his dad was always really strict on him that's how he got this mindset of where everything you do in your life leads to later on effects we call it like the ripple effect and it doesn't even happen in like six months it takes like years no that was something cool that we had on our last little talk we were all saying that a lot of people we feel like don't invest due to the not the instant gratification and he agrees that that's a major role that everything you do people want if they're losing weight you know from working out they want 10 pounds the first day if it doesn't work then i'm done working out if i'm investing it's been a year i only made ten dollars that's not enough i'm over this they don't see the power of yeah people don't stick to things for long term to see the actual effect that it will have on you he also talked about, I really liked, thought it was interesting about the compound effect of, of negative habits, which I didn't really, I hadn't really thought about before. His was what, eating, his, it's, the guy it gets started, started with, cooking uh, sweets just because he thought it'd be a fun new habit. Yeah, but it was started with literally like one or two, like 145 extra calories a day or something, like one. From stealing, yeah, from like eating an extra muffin every day because he made them. And then yeah, but over. the rip, but but the ripple effect over. I think it ended up the story. It's like thirty one, thirty one months later. Finally, something changes between these in the story. There's three different uh, guys, and there's three different versions of them. And at thirty one months, you can start to see changes in them. And that guy, um, it says, his life just keeps getting worse without. Uh, without his knowledge he's he's become overweight he's he's depressed he's it's just like it just keeps 
it just piles. No, that's what I was trying to say. His kids are his kids are unhealthy and lazy, and yeah, he doesn't like his job, and and it it all stems from you know he doesn't exercise like and all of these things matter compared to there was a guy with who did the complete opposite, and he stopped eating 145 calories. Like he cut one 145 calories out of his diet, and he. It says his name was Scott. It says Scott is thriving. That's what I wrote down. So he's he's literally the opposite. And then there's a guy in the middle named Larry who is basically the same and hasn't really changed good or bad and is just kind of like stuck in this limbo era. And he says, please don't be a Larry. He said that's the worst one, actually, because you don't have enough drive from being poor to motivate you to work harder. So your goal is always just right outside mm-hmm. your reach, and you never care enough to grab it. I was like, wow. That's what Pink Floyd describes as, uh, describes as comfortably numb. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's there literally. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. Wow. No, that's deep. I can hear the song playing right now, and it's like blowing my mind. <laughs> he goes over something called the microwave mentality, but it talks about people who think that they're going to win the lottery. And how, how actually your chances of winning the lottery are you're, are never. You're not going to stop thinking you even have a chance. <laughs> it's basically what he said. But uh, Well, that's because the microwave mentality is like with the whole generation that you grow up and you just grab something out of the cupboard and throw it in the microwave. Your money is something you can just right, press a few buttons and yeah. boom, thousands of dollars are going to pour out. Right, but real success of things takes time. It doesn't, you can't have things overnight. Wait, so what's the mic- microwave effect? Oh, like the mentality, anyways. Like fast, cooks fast. Like wanting it instantly. Instead yeah. of cooking like a whole meal, you know, that takes five hours, you're microwaving a pot pie. In a minute. two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like, it's again, like with the instant gratification. Like if you can't. That's. You want you want your gratification short term, or I mean like quickly. Yes, that starts really young. I think it's like three or four, when you involuntarily go for the instant gratification options, because they've done studies to kids, and virtually all kids go for the instant gratification. Like if you put, let's say, candy in front of them, so you put two M and M's in front of them, and you tell them if you wait. One minute, I'll give you four M&M's, and then they eat the two M&M's. They just all eat them, and then lie about it, too. It's, it's <laughs> <Kids. laughs> So that reminds me, he's got, he tells a story, it's called The Magic Penny Story. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. I feel like we've gone over in another book, the same idea, at least. But uh, Is this where the penny compounds? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if you ask somebody if they want... Um, three mil. Three million dollars in cash right now, or one penny. That multiplies for thirty-one days. That multiplies for thirty-one days. People will take the three million dollars every time. But if you actually do the math on it, the penny turns into over ten million dollars in thirty-one days. On the last day, that was the, on the most important day. part. Is that the yeah. whole time you look like you've lost? You yeah. Know? Your day twenty, you got like seven thousand. They still had the three mil. They're still spending the three million, so you're like, oh, I picked the wrong one. I picked, but the very last day, it finally compounds and blows you out of the water. Yeah, four point something, and then right to ten. Oh, I was gonna say this fun fact. He said that uh, it would take for so people who play the lottery, like if you're gonna win or buy a Mega Millions, let's say, the drawing is like on whatever night it's on that type of lottery. 
uh, on average, so one person's going to win that, right? And however many millions of people are going to buy tickets. It takes, it would take nine years for every single person to say, I lost at 30 seconds apiece on, on like for a commercial. I lost the lottery. It would take nine years for, and that's for one drawing. So that's how many people buy a ticket and lose. It would take you over nine years at 30 seconds each. Like, I don't even know how many people is that. That's crazy. Like, I would never buy another lottery ticket again. That's so ridiculous. Oh, finally, you see. (laughs) (laughs) Nine years for one drawing? Maybe for, like, all the drawings. He said one drawing, I almost threw up. When I was in, well, I don't know. I remember when, but basically the joke was it's more likely that you'll get abducted by aliens than win the lottery. I don't know. Nowadays, it's probably. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Let's see. Uh, Oh, knowledge is power. That's not a true statement. Not according to this guy. No, he said knowledge is potential power, which I love too. Yeah, I totally loved that. I feel like Juan would have enjoyed that. But. He says basically it's like uh, electricity in in the light, light switch. switch, and it doesn't do you any good if you don't flip the switch on. <laughs> like reading books all day does absolutely nothing yeah. if you don't ever put them to practical use. So if you're listening to us... And that's all you're doing is just listening to us and you're not actually practicing what we're trying to preach, then go do it. (laughs) I was yelling at somebody at work earlier in a very nice way. Download Stash. Do it. Don't waste time. I say it to everybody randomly all the time. Strangers, everybody. They're like, what? I'm like, just just do it. Are you investing? Like, what? Are Are you working so you can buy your freedom? No, Amanda That's ex- the literal question. explained it to the kid and he literally was like, wait, you're saying I could have like potentially $3 million? And she like showed him the numbers and how it all works. And he's like, oh, I'm going to start listening to you guys. And we're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, sweet, I got one. It's like, nobody listens yeah. to me. <laughs> Is he where you work? Yeah. He's a nice kid. I was like, you're young enough. I was like, you're young enough to do this the right way. I was like, do it. And you're like, welcome to the Church of Finance. Yeah. We're freedom fighters if you read the last book. <laughs> freedom fighter. Financial freedom fighters. That's cheesy. It is. Triple F. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, I wrote that down. Oh, I like it. Success can blind your vision. Oh, I made that up. Oh. Oh, he was, I was just oh, making notes. Oh, I thought that notes. was a quote. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then say bye, Amanda. <laughs> I was saying, you don't get distracted or lazy when you start getting what you want basically is what I got from what he was saying was like, once you actually start gaining, don't, don't like, don't take a vacation. Don't make a purchase. That's not necessary. Don't do that yet. Just keep, keep going at it. Otherwise you just, you'll fall behind. Like it's not time yet. Stay focused. One guy said, I think it was some YouTube video I was watching today, actually. It wasn't even in this book, but it took him, he decided he was going to like start this homestead or go retire and he said, make a plan. And then he said it took him eight years to actually get to it. And the only way that he kept motivated that whole time was by like watching videos of it, taking vacations there, which I mean, I guess that goes against what I just said about don't take vacations, but figure out a way to keep yourself motivated and happy while you're doing it. Well, that makes sense. If your goal is to move to a new state, but you know, you can't afford it for five years, 
take a trip once a year. Once a year. That'd yeah. be cool to go visit the spot or whatever. Yeah, to keep you yourself keep trying to buy. To keep yourself going, that's all. Like That's different than a vacation. The actual secret is in your mindset though, because you if 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 you don't have the right mindset, the vacation will be wasted. So the idea is to to have a positive mindset because having a positive mindset then whenever you encounter problems you don't see them as problems you just see them as op like it's cheesy but your brain just goes into finding solutions rather than adopting a pessimistic approach so you don't go and see oh i'm defeated this sucks blah blah blah, blah. instead you go oh i can i can fix this because i'm superman and then you you fix it so it's that's how the mindset is actually more important than than really everything that's literally this whole book and you haven't even read it <laughs> but no that's what he says too is that it's the negative thoughts that you put in will affect everything you do you like it, it unmotivates you yeah it, just as much as yeah. you could motivate yourself yeah it, exactly it unmotivates yeah. you it's now there is there is something good though it's that the half-life of a negative thought is shorter than the half-life of a positive thought. So the, posi- the, posi- the, path of the positive thought is going to stay longer than the negative. Oh. So that's, uh, it's like... That makes sense. It's no, like pain and happiness. That's like that video I sent you earlier about kids when they when they feel pain it's like there was oh, if, if you it. let them experience and express it all the way through from beginning to end then they're done with it they're over it it doesn't and it doesn't bother them anymore it's like it's like an actual cycle and it was i was really uh, and it's shorter yeah yeah it's short yeah and then they don't and hold on to it and it doesn't resurface later on because they actually because they actually felt the whole thing and now they're done they're over it that makes me wonder what the gratification is that why you have a shorter like mindset is because it keeps getting it's always negative you're not, so you you like you're easier quicker to give up because of it not producing any joy maybe you mm-hmm. have a shorter tolerance well that's why that's that, no, that, that's, that's why he book, yeah it goes with you have to you can't get distracted and, and or lazy with your thoughts you have to stay positive you have to motivate yourself you have to encourage yourself every day to keep going because and why Otherwise, you will, you will get lazy and you will give up. You need to quit worrying about tomorrow. Like it. everything's gonna happen tomorrow, I guess. Like, yeah, no, that's unre- That's that's <laughs> a not that's not realistic. And to and to have that mindset, it's just gonna you're just gonna continually disappoint yourself over and over again, which you eventually I feel like will just make you quit. On you, anything, I mean. On anything. I was thinking about weight loss the whole time. So even though this is. That's why you make a plan, <laughs> a realistic plan, and you know, and you say, this is this might take me a, a few years, but this is what I'm going to do in the meantime, and this is how I'm going to get there, and this is why. I feel like we say that every week. I feel like I say that to you every day. <laughs> Could it be that it would be more actionable if you included asking experts rather than trying to figure it out by yourself? You ask people who not like, I don't know, not not necessarily it's literally reading books though right because necessi- in a way you're getting the information that, from that, the experts from the book that is true but they don't always give you like the pragmatic approach to something they're giving you more of the like the theme the the general 
truth behind subjects, but they're not telling. No. It's not like a manual. An expert will give you a manual. They will tell you, look, this is what I did that worked for me, and yeah. this is how I did it, or this is what you should do. Or an expert would actually not even tell you how I did it. This is this is how it goes because <laughs> yeah. this I'm is an how expert. you do it to fix your situation. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Like advice. I know what you mean. Like it's easier said than part. done. Like this guy's telling us to do it, and he's giving us great ideas, but he's not actually. I don't know. So far, he hasn't actually told me how to not, you know, be a negative person. Like, like he he says it, but like it's those are just words. So saying, you know, oh, you should be saving this much. You know, an advisor would be like, you literally can save fifty dollars. You yeah. know, so they, they so I agree the numbers, with they... exactly. Yeah, or a personal trainer will tell you these are the exercises you need to do that will fix those muscles. So depending on what you're looking at for, I, I definitely agree with that. Maybe you should, you know, if you need to or you want to, definitely seek seek advice. It also adds accountability. Not even maybe. I mean, I re- you really should. It also doesn't even have oh, to be professional yeah. or paid advice. I mean, you you might have parents or grandparents that are older than you and and intelligent. Like you never know. Like seek advice from anyone. Well, you should, yeah, get advice from people that know information on the topic you're wanting to learn about. Not your grandmother. She doesn't know right. what she's doing. Right. Yeah, your grandmother's trying to teach you about tractors, you know. <laughs> no, but if you're trying to learn how to sell, because you want to start a, you know, a little, like, side business, then she may- maybe your grandma is the person to go to, you know, whatever you're into. The thing... The thing is that all of our lives, when you think about it, all of the all of the learning y- that you did, like sp- when you were specifically learning, you never did it on your own. It was always with the help of somebody else, either your teachers or your trainers or your classmates. Personally, what happened at one point, I, I said to myself, "Hey, man, I'm an, now I'm an adult. I can do anything I want," and I stopped asking for advice. And that was literally the worst thing that I could have done because at that point, my learning didn't completely become stagnant. But I mean, it it was if it was exponential, then it was maybe linear. It became linear, maybe. So that's a mistake. And it's something that nobody really talks about. But except except for when you start talking to people who are like the best at what they do, like NFL players, NBA players, NHL players, scientists. Uh because there is no one to well if you ask them they'll tell you there's no one at their level well, well no no my point is different what what happens is that if you ask them oh. then they will tell you and they will know it for a fact that nobody makes it to the to the top alone that you need people to rely on that will actually guide you but us people that are not at the top who are not excellent we don't think about that cuz probably we don't even know it we we forgot about the fact that at no point throughout our learning experience where we truly actually on our own, we always had help. And it's because it's the most important thing about being human. Without help, you're not going to do anything. So it's just stop trying to do this on your own. I guess it makes me think of like medieval times where you can never be like, there was no one who just like randomly became the best blacksmith. It was always, you're oh, gilled. you were the yeah. apprentice of sir whoever and he was a master at his art and everybody knows that so that's how you become and it's exactly like that on excellence if you're around excellence that's how it works it's it's about a mentor and the apprentice the advice giver and the advice seeker it's axiomatic you cannot deny the fact that nobody makes it to the top alone nobody it's just it's it's like the fact that 
It's like gravity. I guess it makes me think of this that I always say to people, like, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I'm like, that doesn't mean you've been doing it right. Like, yeah, that's all, true. You know, without being properly trained and just because you're experienced doesn't mean that you're doing it the best way yeah. possible. Have you always been like, I'm that not listening some to people. you, I'm doing it my way because <clears throat> I know how to do it. It's like, well. Perpetuating bad habits. I've worked with some people like that before who I've been doing this job for 30 plus years. I'm going to do it the way I want. And if you would look at them, they're they're the worst one. <laughs> they're they're horrible. Slow. We're doing it the hardest way yeah, possible. Slow, rude. Like there's like, there's a new machine for that. There's so <laughs> many things. I'm like, wow. So yeah. No, well, it goes with the compound experience effect. Experience doesn't mean necessarily good. If you're not adding in the new experiences, then you get stuck in that old wave, as he was saying. Yeah. Well, that goes back with our previous comments again. Just just. You know, don't take everybody's advice. Be careful. I like actions speak louder than words. I think if you apply that to a lot of things, it will. It's a. It helps a lot. Make a decision. Well, even people, yeah. If they're always telling you you should be, oh yeah, exercise is good for you, and you've never once Remember watched that them one do kid it. who was like, oh, I'm gonna be rich someday. I'm gonna be rich someday. And then like two days <laughs> later, he got fired and lost his job and ended up like having like Going horrible like mental too. issues and. and like, you know, like I'm so sorry, like, but, like that's what I'm saying. Like all talk, like we actions never once speak louder than words. That we're gonna be rich one day. Like we don't yeah. say it. We want to live it. Yeah, he said. In the next chapter, we learn the one thing that is the reason we are where we are in our oh, life. Where we are. Like the like everybody has the reason on why you are exactly where you are, and I don't know what that is because I didn't skip ahead and listen. But I guess childhood there's a reason. trauma. I don't know. I didn't. Ch- I didn't skip ahead. <laughs> I don't want to say it's trauma, we but I bet guess. it's childhood mm-hmm. behaviors that have. Oh, why compounded. did you already listen? No, I'm just saying. Oh, I guessing? believe what Juan's saying, but I don't think it's gonna be traumas. But I feel like it's childhood habits. Tra- no, no, I want to. It's gonna say that be word. the it's lessons that the, you learned yeah, in your childhood. childhood. Bad habits, yeah. Habits there, what Alita's trying to say. <laughs> it's a good guess. I don't Dude, know yet. So the best <laughs> exercise you can do for controlling your thoughts. Is a prayer or meditation, just an FYI. So if you're a, if you are like, um, if you're a theist, then praying. If you do praying, like not just not just repeating what other people say, but more of more of um, like you're trying to talk to whoever your God is, then that helps. And then if you're not a theist, meditation is just as helpful, at, at least at least physiologically and what what is like do you mean by like just sitting there and humming that's a great question like, dude i'm not like trying to pick on it no but that's I, a great I question <laughs> so it it's perfect that you asked that because so meditation in i'm not an expert but i can safely say that meditation is basically the exercise of um guiding your thoughts and the way that you do it is by focusing on your breathing so through meditation you learn how to guide your thoughts you know another way to say control your thoughts but it's more like a guiding because you're never actually in complete control you're guiding them and then the way that you guide them is through breathing 
So when you combine both, then, you know, that's why it looks like you're only doing sitting down. But it's important because you can meditate while running, for example, while doing a lot of, well, you can be, you can be doing anything and meditate at the same time. I can go more in depth. I have this really cool breathing necklace <laughs> that goes along with what you're saying. And they say that you can use it for meditation and it's for anxiety. And it, it, it's just like this little metal cylinder thing that you breathe, suck air in oh, and blow air out of. And I've used, when I use it, like after a few times, it, it does work. It I feel so relaxed. It's like, because it just teaches you how to actually inhale and exhale correctly because nobody, it says nobody ever actually takes takes a breath the correct way and breathing the right way and oxygen the right way in your body matters. So if you learn to breathe correctly, which goes along with meditation, it, it totally helps. And I, I mean, it works for my necklace. You legit quit smoking together, I think. I quit using my vape pen, my vapor, my vape pen because of that thing. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. But we have a little bonus content where we got rambling. So if you want to stick around and listen, I recommend it. It's really good. It's a proper way to meditate with one and just some final thoughts and nothing really to do with the book. But for those of you who are leaving, see you next week. Bye. We're coming back for chapter two, the full chapter, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. See you later. See you then. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. If you're interested, I actually know the technique that professional Shaolin monks use to teach <laughs> the kids how to meditate. Maybe we could do an episode on <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder if we could do like a no, little it, bonus. It's like two minutes. Oh, It's that's like it? two minutes. Well, let's yeah. Hear. It's if super cool. We don't like it, we'll... <laughs> So, so the idea is, the idea is that, okay, so as we, as we established meditation was the guidance of your thoughts, and then you do that through breathing. So the very first exercise that you're going to do is that you're going to name the part of your mind, the part, the part of your brain, let's, let's call it mind, that has all these intrusive thoughts like television, music, dinner, breakfast, the clothes, what I have to do tomorrow, everything, everything but my breathing, you know, your worries, your concerns, you're going to call those the monkey brain. So that's the monkey brain. The person who's controlling the breathing is going to be you. So it's you and the monkey brain. And then you're going to establish that differentiation because you're going to try to establish a relationship between both of them. Now, the idea is that, let's say if you have a monkey, like a pet, you want to make sure that your pet likes you, doesn't hate you. And the way that you make that your pet likes you is by giving it what it needs. Sometimes what it wants, but not always, just sometimes. So what you're going to do with your monkey brain is that you're going to tell it, look, bro, you need to focus. And the way that I'm going to tell you how to focus is by using our breathing. There we go to the tool, which is the breath. And we're going to do this by just focusing on the breathing. And then we're gonna go breathe in and then breathe out. And then when you start having thoughts that are not about breathing in and breathing out, you're gonna say, whoa, whoa, monkey brain. We can think about that after we're done breathing. And then you go back to breathing in, breathing out. And then every time that you have an intrusive thought, it's very important that you name it. Monkey brain, we're breathing right now. And then you have that relationship within the exercise. And then you can do that for a minute, 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be at 30 minutes. It can literally be a minute or 30 seconds. As long as you do that 
differentiation so that you can then establish the correct relationship between you and your thoughts, you're doing it okay. And that's basically it. And then you can extend that to 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever long it is. So you're not really supposed to think about anything? You're supposed to... That's right. It's not about that. It's not about not thinking about anything. It's about... Just breathing. Thinking about one thing, controlling what you're thinking, not letting your brain think about whatever it wants. It's about control or guiding in this case. I think I really like that because it points out the fact that you are you and your thoughts are your thoughts. And a lot of times people get judged or whatever you want to call it for their, for their thoughts, or you can even judge yourself for your thoughts, but mm-hmm. they're not really, that's not really you. It's just, it's just a temporary that's whatever. A yeah. Cause your thoughts change. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. to actually understand that you, like there's a, yeah, that they're two separate. I really like that way, the way that that You goes. do always apologize for your thoughts. You're like, oh, that, that's a horrible thing to think about. Yeah, because... But if you think about it, you're not really. That's well, your monkey you can't, brain. I guess you can't help sometimes <laughs> what happens or what comes into you, but you don't have to accept it, I guess. I like that. Wow. Related to what you just said. And this is, it, this is maybe, well, this is going to be some something for you to think about because... If it is true that you are not your thoughts, then when someone criticizes your thoughts, then you should not be, uh, you shouldn't take it personal. Absolutely. offended. That was from the last book that I read by myself. Absolutely. Things that people do to you, that's not your fault. That's on them. Don't take anything personally. It's like rule number three is don't take anything personally. It's their own expression. Everything that people do to you or say to you is it's more about them than actually you. No, but Jeez, let's say someone comes tonight. and <laughs> let's say someone comes and they start talking bad about, I don't know, something that you really really believe in, like Christianity or the way the way you're doing finances mm-hmm. or the way you go to church. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard not to take those things personal, but it is hard. To what you said we shouldn't. You know? No. Because it's probably them who aren't going to church or dealing with their finances or yeah, there's something else the going is. on with them personally that is making them be upset by you at all in the first place. <laughs> I just know we got so hard to feels tonight, but <laughs> seems to be a. Do you do you think there's a difference? Like, uh, well, clear. I mean, obviously there's one in the approach, but in the outcome, if you because let's take what we're both saying, so. I'm saying that if it's true that um, you are not your thoughts, then if somebody comes and talks trash about uh, what's something that I really like, math or my intelligence, then I should not I should not take it personal because I am not my thoughts, right? Right. And I'm in control of that. Okay, now. The difference between that approach and then saying, oh, this person is coming and then they're criticizing my intelligence, but that's because they have their problems and they have something that they need to deal with. There's nothing wrong with me in this case. See how that could lead me to believe that? But if I stick to the first approach, yeah, but then if I stick to the first approach, it stays in me. Like, I am... (laughs) So my response to that is... 
that you haven't pointed out that when this person comes at you or insults you in some way that you, you, they're not their thoughts either. Like just because they said it, if that makes sense. But it's still their actions. I don't know. Correct. I think it's filled them in a way because it's their actions. They chose to do it. And you they weren't are just your thinking actions. it. Actions speak louder than words. But then but how is the it? Thing, but, uh, but then how is it okay you that can I turn around and apologize? To control you though, right? Not control, <laughs> no, but sometimes control you could have a thought and you could say something without actually thinking about the consequences of it and then realize that you didn't mean it and if somebody were to judge you on that and not realize that maybe you were just having a bad day or maybe somebody lashed out at you and so that's why you did it like you should just have compassion too I don't know I guess maybe it's a situational thing I'm not sure I just don't feel like it's black or white I guess everything's I just don't feel like it's black or white <laughs> not really. Never mind. I just was like, well, we kind of started going down a. Oh, it's more like we did the book in the first that. half, and then we had a little bit of a speech feel. I think, I don't it, start- know I think it started <laughs> with the with the monk therapy. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's gonna do it for this week. We'll come back. You're not very good at closing. Bye. She's like, okay, bye. Peace. I guess if nobody else well, has any other comments for the end of our conclusion. I guess if nobody has anything else to say for this episode, it sounds like a plan. We've we've all said it. Okay, bye. (laughs) See you later, alligator. We're using all of that. We're using part two. Oh yeah, this book's weird. It's chapters, but it's also got chapters inside the chapters. Yeah, it's like six part. It's like six parts. No, six chapters, but then like five parts in each one. Why to try hard? Maybe the end should be scripted at the beginning. All right, everyone, come back next week for Chapter 2, Choices. See you later. See you then. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303andyou at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.